0: (laughs) Thank you. i and catch you one, Why Move it up your street. Bird, down the other. Can't I don't care. I I not like Up. I was uh, doing hey. okay, hey. I up. Hey. Dead, the- Not a lot of you games, I've been up, took the death but now I'm higher, I get up i a i don't, stay up. Don't, don't, stay up. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Back Porch Conjure. I am E5 Bayo. Listen, grab a seat, cup a squat, get a chair, a pillow, a blanket, hell, sit right here on the stoop teach you something cold hot to drink water tea juice hell it's three o'clock somewhere get your drink on i was supposed to do this monday and wednesday but monday i lost a dear friend she transitioned she's now with the elders so i asked the prayers for the rooney family when you say your prayers for the rooney family I had so many things I wanted to talk about, and there were so many things that I thought that I can share with y'all, but somewhere along the line, didn't kick in, so, you know, while we're on this journey of healing and changing the narrative and, you know, making sure we are living a a cool life. I don't want you to take it as you are have to be this holy grail. You know, I I meet people and they start like, "Oh, you know, I I really want to be a vegan why?" If it's not for you, then don't Because I don't eat meat, don't mean that you shouldn't eat meat. If that's what you prefer, great. I don't smoke. I'm not going to dog nobody else out there smoke. (laughs) I don't. I used to, so I can't say anything bad. I used to. It's been nine years since I had a cigarette. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, wow, you know, you want to be spiritual. You need to stop smoking. No. We get so hard on ourselves. And we allow people to make us feel bad for the choices we make or the path we're taking that we become our own worst enemy. And you don't understand? Let me explain. When I first started my spiritual journey, people were criticizing me. Oh, and we talking some years ago. Oh, because I locked my hair. Oh my God. Now you're going to be like Bob Marley and them. No, I was doing things that I enjoyed, right? I was doing things to help me and my children to live a different and better and healthy lifestyle, right? Now they know better. If they don't want to do it, at least they know. So the seed was planted. They may not do it this time or this cycle of their life. They may do it when they get older, you know, or they may never do it, but at least they know, right? But what I also taught them was you don't have to follow the crowd. If nobody agrees with you and it sits well with you, then do it. You're not here to please anybody else but yourself, People will be like, oh, my God, you used to do that. Well, I don't do it now. The stuff I did when I was 18, I'm 50-something years old now. Why am I still doing shit when I'm 18? No. If you love to gossip, that's you. I don't like it, so guess what? It gives me a cringe. So instead of, right? And if people people see my lives, people I talk to people, people listen to my podcast. So you should already know, yo. Out of anybody, don't call Ifa Bayo with gossip. Like if you got an issue or a problem or you need something, see if she can help you. Or at least find someone that connects you, okay. But don't call me to tell me, yo. Guess who's fucking who. My my in my head with all of Ifa Bayo sitting around the table, I'm sitting there with them saying, "Who gives a fuck? Are we being fucked? Like, who cares?" So, instead of me telling a grown person, why are you calling me with this? Oh, girl, guess what? Guess who's screwing you? I will reply with, you know, how is this giving me money? You know I don't give a fuck, right? Girl, oh, my God, you used to. You no fun no more. When we were 18, we're 50-something. If you're still doing the same shit when you was 18, I'm not the problem. You are. Calling people, gossiping about people trying to figure out who's doing what, who's fucking who, who the baby daddy. Anywhere in this conversation, are we helping them? No, we're not. Are they related to us? Is there any way we can pour into them? Shit, do we have their number? You know how many times <laughs> people are called me and be like, girl, you heard what happened? No, what? Right. And that's my first mistake. So I'm own that. I come with no what. Well, you know, such and such was fucking and they did this and, you know, they just mess with somebody else. And now they the baby daddy. And in my head, like I'm quiet. And in my head, I'm like, why do I give a fuck? Are we helping them? Are we elevating them? What are we doing for them? Since you have. a, And then I'll be like, well, did you call them? Oh, I don't have any number, but I got to call somebody else to somebody else. to. You got to call like four people to get another story because they don't even have access to that person you're talking about. That's the shit that bugs me out. For real. That That's the, that's the, like, you don't even have access to this person you're gossiping about. Why? Because they already left you in the past they already left you. So today I put up a post saying that friends that are not elevating, that are not moving forward, that's not healing. They all have an expiration date. Somebody said, "Well, what do you mean?" If you are 50 something years old and you're still calling gossiping about people and jogging them out, you're not uplifting them. I could see because there's no such thing as healthy gossip. Somebody tried to tell me that. Oh, but healthy gossip is gossip. Is gossip. Stop. Like a lie. Oh, it's it, it's, nothing, it's nothing wrong with a little white lie. A lie is a lie. Now, I used to be under assumption because Andrew taught me that. You know, I heard it from him. For every lie, there's some truth. You tell a lie and people will come with you with the truth. But a lie is a lie. So, I, I don't need to. Yeah, I own it. I used to say it. I heard it from Andrew and I should always say it. But at the end, now, when you know better, you do better. A lie is a fucking lie. That's it. It's a big lie, little lie. It's a lie. How about telling the truth? Just tell the truth. That's it. And when you do that, because people are so used to being lied to, sitting in the past, having no life, that when you come with the truth, you're aggressive. They don't believe you. And it's funny. They won't believe the truth. But anything that's negative, they believe that shit the first time it come out. For real. For real. They will believe it the first time they hear it when it touched their ear. Yeah. And you just be sitting there like, did anybody call and confirm? Did anybody talk to them? Oh, I'm going to give you a, an example. My aunt passed away. Right? So my cousin Peter. He was with her. It's his mom, right? And he was there, making sure she was good in the hospital. And she passed away. So, his sister, which is my cousin Renee, she passed away too. Her kids painted this forced narrative. This is why I always say you find out for yourself. Painted this forced narrative to have my brothers and all them believing. That Peter sold everything in the house. The house is unfit for somebody to live there. Oh, he's fucking it up. Oh, he's a crackhead. He's selling everything. Peter has a car. (laughs) And I understand. I know crackheads that got cars. Peter has a car and a job. So if he decides he wants to smoke crack or whatever, he's supporting his own goddamn habit. And I guess if he's ready, if he do smoke crack, if he's ready to quit, he can. Right? So, everyone was believing that in the family. The gossip spread like wildfire, right? Oh, you know, I haven't been over there. But everyone had a story of what he did in the past. Of what he did in the past, everyone had a story. My whole family had a story of everything he did in the past. Oh, well, before he was getting high, before he did this, before he did that, everybody. But no one had what he was doing now. Right? No one had that. We all knew what the hell he was doing back in the day, but no one knew what he was doing now. So when her daughter came to my brother's house, we all sitting around, and <clears throat> I respect those that are loyal behind my back. So Pete wasn't there, so now everybody's sitting around, and his niece. Goes, well, y'all need to really check on him because when I see him, I'm going to curse him out. My brother's the oldest. He didn't say nothing. His wife, my cousin Lisa, my cousin Skinny. No one said nothing. My brother man wasn't there. But no one said nothing. Right? So I'm sitting around this room. And they're all talking. So I I couldn't take it no more. So what I said was, pause, my Did anybody go and see Cousin Pete? Now they're all, well, you know what? Stop. I don't care about her. Her mouth is not a prayer book. Did anyone physically go knock on the door and see what's in there? Now, this is the part of people that paint false narratives because they have nothing going for their life. Oh, well, my brother went there. He went in or he went to the building because there's a difference. Well, he said he was at the building. There's a difference. Listening is an art form. Listen. But listen with a an ear of understanding, right? And comprehending. Not listening so you can automatically give a reply. So, I said, did anybody go there? No. Did anybody speak to him? Well, we spoke about the funeral. No. Did anybody speak to him about the apartment? No. We'll take care of Pete. That's our cousin. That's your uncle. You ain't got nothing to do with it. Kids stay in a kid place. She was mad like a motherfucker. And everybody in that room was sitting there looking. And I said, did anybody go and check? Did anybody? Y'all just going behind her brother. When did they fucking voice become the voice of the people? If y'all didn't see it for yourself, then y'all don't know. So, two days after... I see, I said, Pete, come on. We're going to go, you know, take these sausages. The man, I put some gas in the car. He said, no cuz. You got it. Like, don't worry about it. I got you. I said, okay. And she comes. I need to, I hate liars. I need to get closure for my grandmother. So we go over there. I didn't want to go. I didn't. I didn't care about how the house looked. None of that. But I just didn't want to go. I went to go to Far Rockway, give my brother these sausages from New Orleans that my cousin Brown, You know, see the kids and everything, chill out, talk a little bit. I knew P had to go to work. I needed to come back because I was getting on the train early in the morning to come home. So it was like really a go there, stay for 30 minutes, and then we out. You know what I'm saying? Stop off, get something to drink, like a Starbucks or something. or I know, Dunkin' Donuts, get a hot tea, bring my ass back. Don't even really go to sleep. Pack, you know. I already had everything packed. my My suitcase was by the door. I was leaving at five a.m. So, you know, I need to have closure. I need to go and see it. So we get there. She starts shopping, but what I noticed was he left the apartment like his mom had ran to the store. Her house coat was sitting on the couch. House was clean. Nothing was sold. TV was there. He still had the Christmas tree up. All of that. Nothing was, because it was still snowing. You know, this was in January, right? So nothing was out of place. Nothing was sold. He had all that there. I'd never been to my aunt apartment, right? So when I got there, everything was clean. So I called everybody. I'm like, yo, who said... Yeah, he sold everything and all this was messed up. Now this Pete is sitting there across from me. They in the back going shopping. Like we at the swap meet. And he was this was the first time my cousin heard it. So I'm on the phone with him like, yo, who said he sold everything? Where y'all get this story from? So they all said the one in the back that was doing the shopping. Pete's looking at me like, yo, for real? I said, Well, it was a lie because this apartment. And I'm showing them on video. This apartment is beautiful. Like nothing's so My Aunt Pat had, if y'all know about hair and things like that. My Aunt Pat, she was a beautician, and she worked in a lot of wig shops. Yo, her wigs were six, seven, eight hundred dollars. Was still sitting there on the mannequins because she kept her shit. That's the one thing she did. She ain't play about her hair, and she had all her wigs and and all that. I'm like, yo, we could have sold that and got maybe about. $200 for it from some girl or whatever. So, you know what I'm saying? So All that. Flat screen TV, all that. If he was selling all that, it'd be gone. The way they had it, like the apartment was fucked up. Was not nothing in there? And I'm sitting there like, wow. Now, I'm telling y'all this, not only to say you got to be careful of what people pour into you and the stories that come to you. You, you really have to be careful with that. And you need to learn to listen without judgment, listen, and be able to ask questions without fear, right? But I'm telling y'all that because people will take your past and try to bring that into your future because they don't have access to you. That's all they know is what you did in the 80s and 90s. That's what they're going to stick with. They ain't going to go and do nothing else. They're going to stick with what how they know you from the past. You could have... Been a crackhead, went to the detox, went to the rehab. Now you're living a beautiful life. You got a five-bedroom home. You doing great. Got a whole new family. Guess what? Those old people don't have access to you. So what story do they have? Only the fucked up version. That's it. And I felt really bad because I even told my brother and them, y'all tried and convicted him, and y'all didn't even hear his side. Y'all didn't even go and see for yourselves any of this was true. Y'all didn't correct her and her brother. Y'all just allowed them to everyone that were here to allow them to paint a picture of someone. And Pete was so hurt because, you know, this was the first time he am hearing that rumor about the apartment. But he was hearing everything else. And he was like, yo, I wasn't even going to go to my mother's funeral. And nigga, I would have beat you up. That's what I told him. And he was like, you know, that's why I came. He was like, yo, you know, they said cuz gonna be there. Don't allow these people to take you off of your journey. People will. When I say you're healing, you have to heal mentally, physically, spiritually, environmentally, and financially. We got financial trauma. Because some of us don't know how to invest. Some of us don't even know what a bank account is. Some people don't know what savings are. Some people, listen, my mother and them and their generation have the belief of spending today and let tomorrow worry about tomorrow. Fuck your bills. Don't pay them. Let them, let them pile up. So you start off with a light bill, maybe that's $60. Before you know it, light bill is $700. And then you worry, oh, my God, I don't know why it's happening. Because you never paid it. I had a friend that did that. His light bill was $36. Oh, I got time. Months went by. He had a $500 light bill. I was like, yo. Yo, because I didn't think it was important until they was coming to turn it off. Now he got to rob Peter to pay Paul to pay it. But you have a lot of people that sign up for that. Oh, and they want to look hood rich. I got the car. I got the jewelry. I got the fancy clothes. But I live no shade in the projects. And I'm only wearing this so I can sit out on the bench. The greatest thing that I'm grateful for, and I always tell people that, I, I I used to hang around my friends, and that was it. And I remember when I went back to school, and I met these two amazing sisters. Right, one of them passed away, so Ebi, and they would say how they would meet people, and I, you know, I never had a fear of meeting people and talking to people because I hung, you know, I was hanging out anywhere, but they were meeting people that were pouring into them. So the first persons we met was Ruby. Monifa you know what I'm saying and we started vibing with these women then you know as we were growing we started meeting other people I met Jewel like you know and I met these women that were and don't get it twisted I got some brother stories too but I met these women that were pouring into each other that were making sure you were good and and It felt so familiar. Why? Because I watched my mother and her friends do that. You know, point to each other, help each other, share stories around the kitchen table. So now that I'm grown now, I'm meeting that. But of a different caliber. See, these women that my mother hung with, they all were on the same block or they were in that radius and they all grew up together. They hung out together. So, okay. They had their families, their kids. We all grew up together. That was great. But now... I'm grown and my friends, all they want to do is smoke weed, sit on the bench, find some fuckboy to fuck with, cheat on your man or cheat with somebody else's man, have a kid, get a welfare check, talk about everybody, try to sell drugs. Like it, it was a cycle. You did it every summer. Your kids will run up and down in the projects. You will know everybody's business. Your kids may have a fight. You will fight the mother or somebody. Or you will fight the girl that's fucking your man. Or you will fight the the girl that you fucking her man. Like, it was a constant. And I'm like, I remember sitting on the bench with my friends. And I was like, yo, this can't be it. Oh, my God, you need to settle. No, this can't be it. This, This cannot be what life is. Us doing this every year. Coming home, talking about people. Majority of us work for our welfare check. You know, And we got babysitting services. where we had a friend saying she was babysitting knowing she wasn't. And you went to go to either the parks department or, you know, some assignments were really good. And you did that. And you got, if you had three kids, you was going to make $600 on the side from them babysitting. You get it every other week. And what they normally do is split it. So, you, you balling out. That's what they call balling out. Or you get some little drug dealer and, you know, he'll spoil you and take you to a restaurant, buy you a few pieces of gold off, off of the Coliseum, which everybody knew that wasn't real gold. But, um, you know, you'll, you'll be very few would go to Queen Center Mall, but not that many would go. They'll go to Delancey Street, but not that many would go to the city, right? Or Jersey you know, New Brunswick. Like, they wasn't going doing all that. Now, they'll go to the outlet when it was a bus ride, you know, or if they they got a car, they'll ride out there for that. But it wasn't regular. So, when you start changing your narrative and changing your mindset and start really, like, yo, know, I want better, I stopped shopping on Jamaica Avenue, right? Only... I, I think the only time I went really I I stopped shopping on Jamaica Avenue. Yeah, the only time I went through there is I was getting on the train or the bus. I don't eat pizza, so I wasn't up at the pizza joint. So, I didn't I didn't really go up there, you know? Um because what I noticed, I never forget, my kids was in PS40. And every kid in that school had the same outfits because you knew they all shopped on the same stop. Young World, Kids World, Children's Place. It was all on Jamaica Avenue, the Coliseum. So they all be wearing the same thing. I said, if that's the case, then they can wear uniforms. <laughs> Y'all all wear the same thing. You know? So instead, I went to the Disney store, I went to the Gap, Old Navy. Or whatever store that was out in the city. Macy's. Something like that. And mind you, I go through the, the the clearance rack as well. And, you know, make sure if they had any in-house coupons or whatever. You know, when you would go into the Gap like Old Navy, they give you those dollar bucks. I used to collect those and be like, I. Right. I didn't want my kids to dress like everyone else. And the same money they were... Spending on them Jordans, you could have got four or five pairs of Old Navy sneakers. Like, for real. And it used to be funny to me, right? Like I said, I learned it a long time ago. It used to be funny to me because this is just how it was. School is coming, right? Before 40 implemented the uniforms. School's coming. Everybody be on the avenue. Everybody's getting their kids Jordans, Timberlands. And all these traffic keepers back then, you know, all these notebooks and book bags and all of that spending. And then when school started, they'll be, yo, let me borrow $20. Yeah, so I get my check. Your kids have on over $500 for one day. You only could buy three outfits. Now you got to wait and take the father, hope he gets some money, or find a little drug dealer so he can buy your kids the rest of their clothes. Make it make sense. Hell no. I went to Old Navy or the Gap, saw they had sales, went in there, and I would ball out. When school started, here's y'all $5 for the big ones, packing lunches, let's go. And I got me some money. So no. I was like, why don't y'all shop smarter? Why why you got to ball out? Or, girl, I, I you know what? I, I, All I could do, I brought them damn Jordans, and all I did, you know, they going to wear them same jeans. I just brought them different shirts. They boys. They can just get a haircut, and I just keep them in the same dress. Boys play. They get on the floor. They do all of that. So you're going to wash these jeans. I let them wear it for three days. Wash them, and then, you know, seriously? Over the weekend, you let him wear them every day with a different shirt, and then on the weekends you wash him, and then you start all over. But he got on Jordans, he got on uh, some some expensive shit, and you only could buy two. Why? Seriously. So when I started hanging around different people and seeing. And not being scared of money and having control and making sure things are paid. And, you know, so it it became a different. But those people that usually benefited off of you, remember, girl, let me borrow 20 hours. Nah, girl, I ain't got it. Work smarter. Or I stopped hanging around them all together. Now, also, I'm not going to get dressed and sit outside. Let's go somewhere. Girl, we could do that next week. Any, any trip, I say, yo, you know, I'm going to D.C. Yeah, I want to go. I want to go. All right. You know what? Never mind. I ain't going. I don't have the money and stuff. And I paid for me to get my hair done and all that. So I'm not going. Oh, okay. Or oh, my man is acting up. No, girl, I'm not going. Oh, okay. You going? Yeah, I'm going. I'm out. You going to go by yourself? Hell yeah. I see y'all two deuces. And then when I go and I come back, I don't sit and be like, girl, look what." I come home, do what I need to do, and get on back out there. Then they'll come, girl, how was the trip? Oh, it was good. So what you do? Well, if you wanted to know, you would have went. Oh, my God, I'm going to go next year. Girl, I don't even invite you. I will invite you two times. And that's really too, too many, right? I'll invite you two times before I do the cutoff where I don't invite you to nothing. Real talk. If you want to get out and do something, then do it. I met, I know this young man, right? He had a choice. He could buy all these Jordans and all that. Oh, he can go and travel to different countries. He chose traveling to different countries. I love him for that. I love him for that. You know, you buy my granddaughter was like, oh, grandma, you can buy me these Jordans. They was three hundred and fifty. And I'm sitting there like, you know how many flights I can take? (laughs) Like, are you serious? But we're, we're not teaching financial literacy. We're not. We're teaching what you, what you have so you can show off in front of the next person. We are gearing our kids up for a lifestyle that we cannot maintain. I know. I used to do that with my son and daughter. I couldn't maintain that lifestyle. And when I had to let them know reality of it, They went and got jobs. (laughs) Because I I ain't maintaining that. No. And I'm not the one that's going to buy Tims and Jordans. I'm not. I'm not. I I don't even care if you got great grades. For real. I don't care. You're supposed to have great grades. I'm not going to reward you for something that you're supposed to do. I still laugh at people when they, now they do the prom. Some people spend like $12,000 On a prom. I'd be like, what the fuck? Written Bentleys. One girl got mad at me. She was like, are you coming so you can see my baby getting a Bentley? Am I driving it? Is it yours? No, I rented it, girl. $360. Where you live? Girl, you know where I live. I know the projects. Why why are you doing all that? Uh Uh-uh, you only live once. I'm a reward a fish for swimming. No, I'm not doing it. But you know what people say? Oh my God, I you so old-fashioned. I'm going to invest $12,000 on a fucking prom when I can take that, when he, if they get into college, if. You see me saying if. How they going to survive? College students got it the worst. We always sending packages to fucking inmates. What about the college students too? Let's start sending them packages. So real talk, like on everything, because they need help. You can take that 12000 and put that shit somewhere so your child can have something to fall back on when they go away to college. It's not simple. They got to books. They got to eat. They got to wear clothes. They don't need to wear expensive stuff, but that 12 you are ready to spend trying to show in front of your people. Because they're graduating from junior high school or high school. Nah, no, no. You want a suit? Okay, yeah. How you getting it? You want an Uber? We'll Uber you there. But what I'm not going to do is spend all of this. Graduation itself is expensive. Fucking rings, the yearbooks, the trip, all of that shit. That alone right there is going to be 2000 So now you want me to go over and rent Bentleys and have this big production and dresses a a thousand, seven hundred. What? And then they need to have their face beat and all that. And you know what, how they justify it? Well, you only only graduate once. No, you don't. You graduate a few times. (laughs) This ain't the end or be all. It's more of a fashion show. It's more of, and yeah, they, some of them look beautiful. I be like, wow. And then when I ask her, because I'm an Like, yo, you did that? How much you paid? Man, shit. This shit set me back like 7000 They going to college? Nah. Nah, she going to get a job. Oh, okay. How you getting this money back? And these are the same parents that be like, well, you know, I'm just going to make two uh, you got Rob Peter and pay Paul. Why, why are you going broke? The same way, you know, I sit back and watch how my mother and them would eat pig feet, hog maw, all of that. High blood pressure, heart disease, all of that. Oh, but this is what we're supposed to do. No, that's what they did to survive. We ain't got to survive. We, we got resources now. We, we can eat healthy. Oh, my God, I can't leave meat. Nobody's not saying for you to leave meat. But when you want to be healthy, all that salt. All that we we already a country that's obese. Where do you know that it has to be a problem? Because Planet Fitness is giving high school students, school students, free membership so they can work out and exercise. That's crazy for a student. It's free. Seriously, I know. I've gained weight. And I'm slowly working that shit off. Because it is. It's it's not healthy. But we still want to do that because our mothers and them did it. And where are they? Dead. Sugar. Diabetes. The sugar. Heart failure. Overweight. All of that. goes with it. You know, some people sit and say, well, I can't eat healthy. It's expensive. So is cancer. So is all that goddamn medicine you're going to take, methorin and all of that. That shit is expensive too. (laughs) Pick your poison. Like, for real. Somebody asked me, they was like, hey, you want a soda? I said, man, I've been drunk soda and shit. Maybe about 10 years. For real? Yeah, I don't drink soda. It's not good for you. I definitely stopped drinking Kool-Aid shit years ago. Cause if you can turn your tongue that color, imagine what it's turning your insides. So yeah, no, I don't, I don't drink Kool Aid. Oh, but well, what do you drink? Water. You can make juice. Lemons. Make lemonade. Make juice, not smoothies. Juice. Like, there's other things that you can do. So when you are healing, you're healing mentally. So you're signing up for therapy, checking on yourself, journaling, shadow work. So many things you can do. Physically, exercising, eating right, taking vitamins with minerals, going to the doctors, making sure that your health is okay, full physical, heart, having your heart monitored, the whole nine. The dentist, the ear, eyes, nose, throat doctor glasses if you need them you know in every room of my house i have a pair of glasses <laughs> for real in every room of my house the bathroom every room i have a pair of glasses my eyesight is horrible but i wear my glasses the only time i don't wear my glasses is when i'm reading if i'm reading someone through the tarot cards i don't wear glasses because i can't see listen i can't see in real life like i can't see but if I wear the glasses, I can't see the pictures and everything. Right? Not in the cards that I see you know, physically. So when I take them off, I see everything. Because, shit, I, I can't see anything you know, with my glasses on. So I don't read with my glasses on. I take them off. But anyway, then environmentally, what people point to you, what you allow to see on TV, listen to the radio, the books you read, and the messages and the information and the conversations that people are giving you, and the main one we have is because we think these are our friends I knew them for so long, and that's where oh, but I knew them when I was growing up. But you're grown now. If they're still doing what they were doing back then, nothing. You're not. You're shortchanging yourself. So when I was coming up. Everybody party with everybody or went on to the boat ride or everything. And it was the same people. I got tired of that. I started branching out, started meeting people. I would go to Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, Jersey. Like I would go to different places and meet people and have fun. Going to dinner parties and, you know, seeing other people. My friend Navarro's, right? I haven't spoken about Navarro's in a long time. Navarro's, you know, all these people like... From all over the world to try their foods. To see how they do things. Open yourself up. Challenge yourself. What And this, that saying is true. What's on the other side of fear is the blessing. We get so fearful. No girl. Mm-mm, no I, I'm scared. I can't be going out there. No what if they kill you. They can kill you in front of your goddamn door girl. They can kill you in your living room. Nobody's safe. So you might as well go have fun. And then it's not knowing how to be a friend, not knowing how to accept people. We are not the these people's parents. However you want to live your life, that's on you. If I want to sign up and be a part of it, great. If I don't, that's my choice. If you are constantly doing negative shit, dogging people, I don't want to be around you. Somebody will. Somebody will be around you, but not me. So it's okay. But we have to understand when we're healing all these things affect us all of it and you have to be mindful of what you allowed to come into you i was looking at my memories and some of it i didn't post now usually i post my memories some of them i didn't post because half of the people that was on there i don't rock with no more i don't like nah that's okay i'm good i'm not i don't need to post that like it's in the past I am the type of person that if me and you don't rock, I don't need to keep an update on you. I don't. We don't rock. Go live your life. Who were you before I came into your life? You were someone great, right? Go be great. You don't need me. We didn't come from the womb. I just met you. So, no. Go live your life. Even if I knew you for 40 years. Everything has an expiration date. Everything has an expiration date. So, Go live your life. We not. This is not the odd couple. We ain't gonna be living with each other forever. I'm not asking Felix. Go find you a life. You, you don't need to uh, get on my nerves, and I don't need to get on yours. Because the expiration date is where you going. They may not want to go. They may not can't go. They may not be mature enough to go. I remember. Least why I don't do plus ones. I remember I went to an event and this guy that I took was embarrassing, but he, it was, it was embarrassing. Trust me. It was embarrassing. And when we got back around the way, I was like, you know, there's a a level of respect. We're around all these white people, my love. You can't be busting out the radio and playing DMX, you know, my nigga, like you can't be playing that. And you know what he said, which was the realest thing in the world, he said. He said, You asked me to go. I've never been outside of my borough. I only go to Queens. I hang from the projects to the boulevard. I ain't go nowhere. His name is Tyrone, so I don't want y'all guessing like, is she talking about her ex husband? No. Um, and he said it. He said, Yo, I never, I never been out nowhere. He said, but you wanted me to come and I came, but you know, I never been. He's never even ate in a real restaurant, and I'm not saying it like to embarrass him or nothing. because he's a cool kid. But no one ever took the time to say, "Yo, come on, let me show you like different things." And this is, and this is the reason why. But now he's totally changed. Like I'm so grateful he got white friends. He got he go out and stuff. He be you know I be seeing his pictures. Totally different person. Totally different person. Got a job. And someone took the time, right? And this was so beautiful. Someone took the time to show him a lot of things. All I did was take him to the city and we went to an event, right? That was the first part. And he, like he said, he was like, I liked it, but you know, I never went out. But then he started hanging around his cousin and they were working in this law firm. And now you, yo, he don't even look like the person I saw. So I know people can change without a whole lot of them. Like, oh, I remember. No, every time I see a picture where he's doing something great and stuff, I'll be like, yo, applauding. Like, yo, I'm so proud of you. He is a dude that sold drugs that didn't go anywhere. Wouldn't even go into a bookstore. Never read a fucking book unless he was forced. Didn't never been to a restaurant. He is eating at five star restaurants. He has changed his mind, his narrative. He started healing. He started everything. And I'm so proud of him. For real. When I saw the pictures, I was like, yo, who is this? Like, wow. And that's beautiful because one, you're never too old to learn. But I love the fact that he's like, yo, I'm not getting any younger. And we only get one life and I want to enjoy it. Like so many people have, that he know that was out in those streets died. And guess what he don't do? He don't call and be like, yo, get to fucking who. Again. No. He's so excited. He would be like, yo, I went to to the... New York Library or yo and and it's never I I don't ever done dumb down nobody's experience. I'm like, yo, that's beautiful. The next time you go out there, yo, go go to um, Grand Central Station, just walk around that shit. That shit is beautiful. And he was like, for out and I said, yo, in the summer, did you know Grand Central Station have this scavenger hunt where you get a group of people and that's how they you know you start meeting new people. And you get a list and you get a team the team come on there with you and y'all walk around the city trying to find different things that's on that list and as you're walking around you're working together you start having conversations and you start building friendships beautiful Barnes and nobles have this section in there where you pick a book and find a friend now you'll get a friend right somebody get a book right and they'll buy the other one half price they'll write a note in their email to say, hey, they tell you about the book and tell you, you know, how, like a little book report and tell you what they feel about the book. And you can email them. And, you know, now you're back and forth emailing each other. Like you got mail. And I always thought that was so beautiful. I think that's an amazing movie. But here it is. You're, you're corresponding through email about a book. So it's, you know by, you know, find a book, find a friend. And it's beautiful. It's a beautiful concept. And I'm like, wow, that's so beautiful. Book clubs now, they're coming back because with the COVID, they had to slow down. Everything was online, but now they're coming back. So you'll go into like different Bonds and Nobles that have the restaurant and you'll see these group of people and they're having book clubs. And I think that's so cool on meeting people. And like I tell everyone, there's never a problem of meeting people. It's sustaining a friendship because you have so much trauma in you. You think everybody, if you're around people and all you know, is like, oh, I don't want to deal with gossip and all your friends gossip. So being around people that don't do that, that have, you know, they want to have fucking grown-up conversations, is foreign to you. And most people don't want to challenge that because of a fear of past trauma, so they go back to what's familiar. They say they want change, but nobody wants to work for change. That's the key. Everybody want change. Everybody want to be spiritual. Everybody want to be a card reader. Everybody want to have this enlightened. But nobody wants to do the work because it comes with consistency. Okay, oh, I, you know how many people, females and males, they get on the spiritual journey, and they will find a mate, and spirituality doesn't exist no more. Fuck spirituality. That's that's just what they're saying. Oh, I found me a man, and then when the man turned out to be shit, then it's, oh, I'm gonna do me, and yeah, you, oh Lord. It is a lifetime journey. Comes with consistency, focus, discipline, all that. And you, nobody's not saying, oh, well, go have safe sex. Safe. Most people nowadays, as we can tell, there's no condoms. And they're getting all these diseases and all of that. And now they want to, you know, blame whoever. But no one wants to hold that mirror to blame themselves. My friend Casey... I I really take that to heart. Casey was dating this dude, and she caught HIV from him, and he turned to AIDS. Young girl, beautiful girl, beautiful. I have a great love for Casey. God bless the dad. And these more women than men that I, in my experience, oh, my God, I love him. I'd be like, okay. Yeah, but I don't want to ask him nothing. I don't want to, because I don't want to make him mad. I'll be like, well, are y'all sexually active? I mean, do you, oh, he's cheating on me. Okay, but are y'all sexually active? Are you using condoms? No. Oh, my God, his last girlfriend wasn't sick. How you know? You got her medical records? No. So how you know? I ain't seen no bumps on Girl, if you gonna go and learn something and pick up a goddamn book, I swear to God. Oh, but now it's out. These multiple partners, now you're getting throat cancer. So now what? So people are not even taking their health seriously. You're you're meeting someone and just letting them have dominance over your life because you're risking it. You don't know who he slept with. Nobody's going to... I live up here in Utica. I went into the GYN doctor. They was in there on Facebook and playing games, Candy Crush. I said, wait, y'all not busy? He said, girl, only people that come in here is pregnant people by then, Half of these people, they don't. And it is number four in STDs. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. And the condoms are right there. They give them out. Both full, got dust on it. I said, nobody don't come in and take them? She was like, no, girl. And it's sad. That's sad. Because we don't even teach our children safe sex. How Why? Because half of them, the parents is fucking around. So I'm going to teach something that I don't even do myself. And I'm a strong believer. Like, yo, man, we're condoms, man. Get some condoms. For real. Y'all don't know these people. I'm not saying you're going to be sexually active. But if you are, man, use condoms. Like, for real. You don't know who they been with. Like, Some of these people don't even go to the doctor. It was a post where the dude had all this crust around his teeth. And it's like, these are the type of dudes that's messing up your pH balance. I've always looked at dude's mouth like, Mm-mm. What? I don't know. you will your teeth. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Like, no. When's the last time you been to the dentist? Man, I don't go to the dentist unless I got a toothache. No, mm-mm. We can't talk. Mm-mm. For real. You're on this spiritual journey. You have your pace. Don't let no one make you feel bad. But no, be mindful of what people are pouring into you. Be mindful of what you're allowing to come into you. Be mindful of, you don't have to, I don't care if you knew them when you were three. You're grown now. You owe nobody nothing. Nothing. If someone did something kindly for you, thank you. You did it. I appreciated it. A gift is given, received, and forgotten about. I'm grateful, thank you. I didn't ask you, did me a kind of favor, thank you. But when you have to walk around and tell, oh, you know, I gave her PayPal, I gave her this, I gave her that. Okay, well, sad. How you fix somebody a plate and then tell the world that you fed them? What what is that gonna do for you? What? Oh, I remember when I did this. Okay. And did, did I say thank you? Was I not appreciative? Was I not grateful? Oh, you want me to bend you over, kiss your ass? How how scream to the highest mountain I'm not doing all that. No, you could have kept could have kept it. <laughs> like you know, seriously, don't allow no one to make you feel bad while you're on this journey. Don't allow no one to try to hold your past over your head. Don't allow no one to dangle money in front of you like you know, like no, baby, keep it. If you have to, if I have to jump through hurdles and do all of that, it wasn't meant for me. Keep it. You have a great life. Thank you. Don't allow people to pour things into your ear, poison or any of that. And like I said, you know, people were they were, they were calling me and just And I'm in my head like, why? Why am I caring? But now I know because I have to take accountability for me. Once I answer the phone and that conversation go, girl, guess what happened? If this is about someone's life, their death, if you don't have nothing positive to say where it's not helping me make money or helping you make money or helping someone, then why are you calling me? Why are you wasting my free minutes? Why? And where in your head does it will tell you, hey, we got gossip. Let's call Ephah Baal. Why? Ask yourself, what would Jesus do? (laughs) Because that'll be your answer. Call somebody else. Get somebody else to do it. For real. But you'll have people, oh, my God, you used to do it. And when you know better, you do better. I don't do it now. Thank you. But, like I said, those people that want to dog you out, they have the old version of you. They don't have access to you because now you're starting setting boundaries. So, they don't have access to you. So, all they can do is live off of whatever he says, she says, they heard, and the old version of you. And good. Let them live there. Don't even worry about it. Laugh and keep going because that means that you're doing something great. If you're still worrying about my black ass, From years and I don't speak to you. I have no contact with you. Even if I see people with you posting, I'm going to delete them. Like, yo, Bob, I I don't need that energy. Why? It is trillions of people in the world. Trillions. I'm going to worry about the handful that don't support me that's not doing What? It is a whole world out there that you can go and break out to. But we don't we don't want that. All we want to do is sit down and crucify people and talk bad about people and just dog them out and try to make ourselves look hard, look better. By blowing out somebody else's light doesn't make yours shine brighter, and that's real. Worrying about what the next person is, all you're doing is ignoring the shit you should be working on or you should be doing. Why are we worrying about somebody? I I always used to say this, and people used to get so mad at me, but it was true. Why am I worrying about a person in their house that I don't pay bills for? What the fuck I got to work out? I, I don't let there. Why am I worrying about it? And then now, why am I worrying about what's being posted on Jesus' internet? Lord, I know you are lying. Why? It's a blue app. If you don't like it, keep scrolling or take them off your page. Very simple. If you got to make four and fives, Fake fucking pages to worry about what somebody doing. That person ain't the problem. You are. And I pray for your healing. I do. I pray for your healing. Because somewhere along the line, your sandwiches ain't all the way done. Your basket ain't full. Something wrong. And maybe the kid that you are ignoring, the younger you, you need to step up and go in there and nurture her. And for, ask her for forgiveness. Because she been waiting there for you to show up. And you too busy worrying about what everybody else is doing. Don't be a busy bee. For real. But we just... We got to change it. Because as we see the world... Look, Atlanta today. Mass shooting. The mother is saying the boy got the wrong medicine. 24-year-old. He in the hospital with his mom. They gave him the wrong medicine. And he just took the gun and started shooting. All women! Start shooting. Start shooting. Just shooting them. One is dead. Four is in surgery now. And I pray for their families. Women. Targeted women. Sad. 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 If we don't start healing and stop with all of this. Everybody, it's, it's been more mass shooting, and we ain't even in half of the year. This is the fifth of the month. We ain't even get to the half yet. I'm going to keep telling y'all, this year came in crazy. I wonder how we're going to finish. I hope we're all around. I do. I pray that we're all around, because so far, everybody dying. Or they're they getting hurt. People are snapping, snapping over the littlest things, snapping. Snapping. Losing it. Lady, the boy said he didn't want to be with it. She ran his ass over. People are not mentally stable. These are mental wars that they're going through. And they're tired. Because we've been pushing shit under the rug. And now, everything is coming to the top. The chickens have come home to roost, ladies and gentlemen. Be mindful of what you're pouring and what you allow people to pour into you. For real. If you want to heal, sometimes you got to separate yourself. I used to always laugh and say that Obata line brought me up here to get away from everybody because I needed to heal and focus on me and separate myself because I was spiraling. And I'm not mad at them. I'm not. I needed to get away. I needed to get in seclusion and focus on me and get my stuff right before I could help anyone else. And I'm grateful for it. My lovely people, I give thanks to y'all. Um, I appreciate each and every one of y'all. And if y'all have a comment, because I don't know what's going on with Spotify, y'all can email me, J U R N E E 413 at gmail.com. You can email me, J U R N E E 413 at gmail.com. Or you can Post it on my Facebook or Instagram me, because when y'all make comments, I don't see it. So I know it's a comment. The email will come up to notify it. But when I go over there, it's not registering and I've all called and everything. And there's like, oh, it's a technical error. So feel free. If you have a comment, hit me up. But I give thanks. And y'all stay strong. Stay safe out there. And I pray healing over y'all.